0: Those of us who were so very blessed to have wonderful witnesses of marriage, of a woman and a man. Like myself, was so very blessed in my parents. One of the things we learn about women is their feminine ingenious. genius. There's a certain geniusness to the femininity that God has created. They have particular gifts and qualities that are so very precious and so very important that i seen manifest in my own mother and in my dad and his masculinity in his own beautiful way as a man and we could see the distinction so clearly as little kids we were so blessed to grow up on the farm i was just looking at the window up here and seeing the farmer with the little pig up there It so reminded me of my own father because we had pigs on the farm And we could tell by nature that things were distinctively different and they would act differently because they were made differently by God. It can be analyzed, of course, through science and say, well, some have X chromosomes and Y chromosomes and all kinds of ways to articulate males and females and the beautiful, beautiful distinctive qualities that God blessed females with and males. And in addition to that, we have such clarity from God when it comes to the holy sacrament of marriage. As, of course, we heard in our first reading today, which goes back, of course, all the way to the book of Genesis. God made them male and female. What a beautiful gift it is And he says, that is why a man leaves his father and mother and clings to his wife, and the two of them become one flesh. We know from nature that God designed things to be in a particular way. And the beautiful gift of holy marriage is that it's to be blessed with fruitfulness. Fruitfulness in the unitive connection of the male and the female, of course, but fruitfulness of human life which only happens naturally in the way that God designed it to be. For the good, everything that God made, we knew he made to be good. And when we honor the goodness in the inherent dignity of each female and each male, we hold them up and we honor them as God honors them, and we reverence them. We heard, of course, in the Gospel, Jesus picking up this same theme from the Gospel of Mark. And the question that's put for him is around divorce, the divorce of a male and a female. But notice what Jesus does. He takes them right back. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, no human being must separate. Of course, he uses the example in this reading that there are circumstances where Moses allowed it already in the Old Testament because sometimes there's great, great disorders in marriage. And so there can be legitimate reasons, if you will, when it's not healthy in a significant way And there's something disordered. But Jesus' teaching on the nature of males and females and marriage and what it's intended to be should always be honored and reverenced. And that's why I was so very stunned back in my home state when a law was made to change the nature of marriage. Now those of us who grew up on the farm know the nature is very distinctively different. God created things distinctively different for a particular purpose. And when we meddle in those areas or we meddle in other areas, for example, even what seems so perplexing in today's world is when people struggle with their own personal identity as a male or a female and take action to try to change that. It's a great struggle because there can be a misperception of its goodness, because there can be a desire that's prompting one to be something different. Anybody who has those experiences should never be shamed. It is no different than any other order desire that we have that is not properly ordered. You see, all the way back, if we go in the book of Genesis, When God created things, and when Adam and Eve were living in right relationship with God, everything was ordered. So their desires were ordered by reason. They wouldn't violate reason. Today, there's so much violation of even reason. And then they were enlightened by faith. What did God reveal? And then they were motivated by love. Love of God and love of others. But they, like any of us, can be tempted to give in to, I want it differently. I sometimes think of it as in that Garden of Eden when Satan was tempting them and they were deceived by the evil one, they grabbed for the apple because they wanted to know for themselves something that was forbidden from God for them to do. Anytime we grab for some apple, whatever that is, and give in to some disordered desire, there can be great and sometimes significant consequences. If we give in to impatience, for example, and we get angry, and we take it out on somebody, we can say something that's very harmful. So there's all kinds of disorders we all have. And what God wants us to do with our desires is bring them to reason, let them be enlightened by faith, and be motivated by love for God. And when we, as individuals, as families, as faith communities, as people in our country and our world, focus on ordering our lives as God perfectly designed them to be, as males and females, as marriage, as all the things that God has already communicated on the inherent dignity of who we are and how he loves us as we are, even in disordered desires. And so in the world we live in today, we must not get confused by what's presented as other options, redefining terms like marriage, God has defined marriage. God has defined the goodness of each of us in how we were created. And the best thing we can do is protect, preserve, honor, and reverence every person made in the image and likeness of God. And to help others understand and to see the truth that we can know through reason how God made things to be on the natural level, like males and females, but how we can be enlightened by faith and we can see things so we don't grab for the apple or let others grab for the apple and then say we have to honor that. We should honor what God has designed to be all for the good. And let us not be discouraged if others choose to make those choices, but we live in love, and we love every person and every disorder. And we call them through love to see the inherent dignity as God made them to be. Let's pray for that grace, for the good people of goodwill throughout the whole world.